Be sure to catch live editions of Rogan and Rodney weekdays at noon on AM 570 LA Sports. And don't miss the FNA podcast with show producer Kevin Figures and Clippers host Adam Oslin on the iHeartRadio app. Portions of the following program were pre-recorded. AM 570 KLAC, 98.7 KYSR, HD2. Los Angeles. Available anywhere using the iHeartRadio app. AM 570. An LA sports icon. Fred Rogan is here tonight. Decades on your television covering Los Angeles sports. Fred Rogan, huge in Los Angeles. The Dean. I'm the Dean. Fred Rogan. Weekdays before Petros and Money. A USC All-American. USC's Rodney Pete. An NFL quarterback. Absolutely perfectly delivered by Rodney Rodney Pete. Pete. Available on the iHeartRadio app or on AM570LASports.com. This is Rogan and Rodney. Here we go on a Monday, Fred Rogan, Rodney Pete on AM570 LA Sports each and every hour, each and every hour during the show. We are giving you a chance to win Dodger tickets every hour. We'll give you a cue to call. And in the first hour, Rodney, yes, whoever plays the game is going to win the tickets. Let's go. Okay. Whether they win or not, because we got to do it that way, Fred, because you know what? I never lost. No, you never did. Never lost. Never lost. Well, we just got to give them away for whoever plays. Yeah, whoever plays. You don't just, have to win. No. Just show up. It's like a challenge. We don't care yeah. if you get them right or wrong. Exactly. We just want you to try. <laughs> That's it. So somebody's winning those Dodger tickets, and it is happening during the first hour. Then we'll tell you how you can win them in the next two. By the way, it was good to see uh, my, our, our guys, uh, Vinny Bonsignor and Tim Cates on last night with you, Freddie. Oh, you saw a little going Rogan. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. It was good. Yeah. No, Although, no. you know, Timmy Catesy was just being a little contrary. Just to be contrary, it felt like a little bit last night. I got to tell you, Rodney, honestly, he's always that way. <laughs> he is. I mean, Kevin, you have you done the show with Tim? I can't remember. I don't believe we have. Yeah. But when he's on, he's always that way. Very combative, yes. Yeah, he is combative. Yeah. Every yeah. time he's on. It's like sometimes you wonder, and he's so convincing. He, you know, Timmy Cates is a wealth of information. He knows his sports and is very good at what he does. Um, and he's very convincing because sometimes you wonder if he actually believes the stuff that's coming out of his mouth. I know. <laughs> I, just, I sit there and look at him in the eyes when he's talking and go, really? Seriously? Okay. Yeah. Actually, he did a nice number last night, too. So yeah, that's he did. Cool. Oh, good, good, good. Yeah, we did all right. Yeah. Watch a little going rogue and you're up late. Yeah, yeah, it was good. Appreciate that. Thank yeah, you. Yeah, 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 of course. All right, what do you think? Tonight, game three, Clippers Jazz. Hmm. Four, I, I'm I sorry, think, game four. Yeah, game four, I think the Clippers even it up. Uh, you know, the big question for the Jazz is how's Donovan Mitchell? Boy, I, I, you know, you talk about the factor of injuries to superstars in, in this game of basketball how evident and how it can change a series on a dime. We've seen that in spades in this in this particular playoffs, whether it be, you know, the, the Lakers, uh, the, the Jazz, the Boston Celtics early on where they missed some guys, and, you know, Philadelphia, are they going to be with or without Embiid? And then we see it now with Brooklyn Nets. But um, And then even with the Jazz, as we're talking about, with Mike Conley's been out. We, they're still waiting on him to come back. And now Donovan Mitchell. So it really depends on the on the health of Donovan Mitchell. But I think regardless, I think the Clippers even this up tonight. And I'm going to say this. And and uh, if, if the Clippers do 
even it up tonight. Yeah. I know this is probably not going on a big limb, but I, I'm going to go and say that they go all the way to the uh, – they, they win the series. Tonight is the game that Clippers, if they win, they win the series. So that if that's the case, that puts yeah. them in the Western Conference Finals. Yeah, no and doubt. If that's the case, then it's working. They don't have to make any yeah. moves. This it's is what working. they have to do. They've got to get to the Western Conference Finals. And the injury situation, yeah, now it's a game of attrition. See, I maintain, and congratulations to the Phoenix Suns. Uh, they're in the Western Ooh. Conference Finals. Yeah, that that nice little team is what you called them, Fred. Yeah, and you know what? I, I believe it was. And you know what? I think they are a nice little team. They, you don't think they're capable of going to the finals? Well, absolutely now. I think. <laughs> that, no, 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 no. Wait, wait, wait. Here's why. Hold on. Well, here's on. Here's why. If they meet the Clippers, the Clippers beat them. If they play Utah, I think they can beat Utah. And I think it's it's a game of attrition. You and I both agree, Rodney. And we have people that listen to the show on the app in Arizona. And they've tweeted us and disagreed. That's fine. We're both from Arizona. I've said it many times. I've said the Phoenix Suns' first game ever. I am a Suns fan and I've always been. But, I mean, I have to call it the way I see it. I think if LeBron and AD are healthy, it's a different story. I think they are a nice little team that would have been even better next year. I don't think they'd have beat the Lakers. That's me. We don't know because LeBron and AD were not healthy. All right. Now they've got Denver. All right. If Jamal Murray is healthy, is it a different series? Are they going to sweep? If Jamal Murray's healthy, are they going to sweep? Don't definitely him? don't sweep. No. Right. So we don't know. Keep in mind, Phoenix is one of the only teams in the league that hasn't been injured this year. They're guys that are young. They don't have as many games on their legs, over their careers, and they had a hell of a year. Money Williams has done a great job. But if Jamal Murray's healthy, they don't sweep Denver. I don't know if they beat Denver. If AD and LeBron are healthy, I don't know if they beat the Lakers. They get to the final in the Western Conference, yeah, they'll beat Utah. The Clippers will be a different story for them because the Clippers then will be firing on all cylinders. So, But congratulations to Phoenix. It was great. And in the game last night, didn't help the Nuggets much when Jokic was ejected for taking a swipe at the ball, but looking like he was trying to behead yeah. somebody. Yeah, but I don't think it mattered. I, I don't think. I think it was. It was inevitable that that Phoenix. And one other thing about him is, is yes, I would, I would have said that, and I agree with you about the Lakers situation. A healthy AD and LeBron. Uh, I don't think Phoenix gets past them because we saw it. We saw games two and three where LeBron and AD were playing like. Like they played last year in the bubble, and it was a you know pretty, you know maybe the score didn't indicate, but if you felt like it was okay, now the Lakers are got it going now, and Phoenix has no chance, and then AD gets hurt in Game Four, it's it's all over. Um, but what has happened is Phoenix has gained so much confidence now, and they're playing with so much confidence, and the mixture of Chris Paul with the young guys has put them in a position where I'm I'm not. Ready to count them out. I know you were quick to say if they play the Clippers, they're out, and and I tend to agree with you because I think the Clippers are more talented, and and the length will be a problem uh, for Phoenix. But but man, the way they're feeling it right now, way they're playing right now, yeah. I, I don't know if you can just automatically count them out. No, I, I'm saying in Utah, I think they'll beat. And you know, as guys that grew up in Arizona, yeah, if the local teams aren't in, I'd sure like to see the Suns in the NBA Finals. That'd be pretty yeah. cool, and the city will will just explode. That was the yeah. first professional sports franchise in Phoenix. Yeah. The Suns. Now, unless you count the old Western Hockey League Phoenix Roadrunners. <laughs> that was some good hockey, Rodney. 
back in the day when, when they didn't even have gl uh, glass. They had chicken wire around the boards. Wow. Yeah. Was that the uh, where that, the guy like came, Phoenix? Where yeah. the guy came out of the stands and got into a fight, or a player went into the stands and fought somebody? The story you tell, Fred, was that what they was that the same team? No, yeah, that was the time where uh, uh, I think it was Connie Madigan of the Portland Buckaroos was so upset with a call. <laughs> <Right> name, <laughs> yeah, the Portland Buckaroos. True. I mean, we can look it up. It was Connie Madigan or Rick Foley. I think it was Connie Madigan, and uh, he was. They were both defensemen, and they played for Portland. And back then. The, the where the players sat was not enclosed. So the players sat, there was a bench, and the fans were right behind him. There was nothing around him. So he was mad at the goal judge, Joe. Behind the chicken wire? Yeah, but yes. But there, there was no chicken wire because it was the bench. Okay. So, I mean, if you shot a puck up there, you'd kill somebody. And the goal judge, I'll never forget, was Joe O'Pollock. That was his name, and he sat behind the goal I, I, because of the story. And the guy was holding... Back in the day, now there's no goal judges sitting back there. They're all done from upstairs. They have a camera looking at the goal line to see if the puck went over. And if they do, they hit the red button and the lights go off and the red siren goes off. But back then, the guy sat back there and watched. And he had a, a box in his hand. And if the puck went over the line, he hit the button, the red light went on, it was a goal. There was no replay or anything. Not in the Western Hockey League. <laughs> right? So the Roadrunners scored. Or allegedly scored. O'Pollock hit the button. Portland wasn't pleased. And I don't think Connie Madigan wasn't pleased. What was Portland's nickname again? The Buckaroos. The Buckaroos. The yeah. Buckaroos weren't happy, huh? No. So Connie Madigan actually walked into the crowd in his skates. And, you know, he's walking on metal now because that's what the bleachers were. They were like metal. So you hear this clock, clump, 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 clump. And he walks all the way down, goes down some steps, walks up some steps, and now he's behind in the end zone, clop, 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 he's walking, he's walking. He walks over to where the gold judge is sitting, and he sat in a cage. He pulls the gate, the, the door of the cage open and just punches him in the head and then walks back and sits down on the bench. That was the old Western Hockey League. Following that game, I might have, they put a lock on the, on the uh, gold judge door. I should say they did. Yeah, yeah. So that was the, you, if you count that as the first pro team in Phoenix, it was the Roadrunners. But really, it was the Phoenix Suns. So we are, it'd be great if the Suns got to the finals. It really would be. You know, uh, Connie Hawkins. Yeah. Dick All and Tom Van Arsdale. Gail yeah, Goodrich, yeah, yeah. All Walter those Davis, guys. The Greyhound. Alvin Adams. Yeah. Neil Walk. Yeah. McCoy John McCloud. John, John McCloud. McCloud. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. So, all Westfall. All those guys. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, um, It'd be great if they if they could get there, but also it'd be great for for Chris Paul. I mean, did you see the shot of him? You know, hugging his dad. I mean, no matter how old you get, it's just like you know when you kind of get you have a dream about doing something, and you know he's he's one step closer to finally getting you know to the NBA Finals and and closer to getting possibly a ring. You know, that's what you play for at the end of the day. There's money is great, money is fantastic, and no doubt about it. You, it's a great living being a professional athlete. But at the end of the day, the reason why you're there and the reason why you get up and work out in the off season and, and train and all those things, things you think about when you're eight years old, those never leave you. It never leaves you that I want to win and I want to win a championship. And the fact that he's doing it at, at his age and he's been able to kind of 
you know, kind of weather the storm a little bit, and let's just hope he, he stays healthy. But no matter what, you can't deny the season and the impact. He has taken himself, I think, to a whole different level in terms of the way people view him as point guard in the history of basketball. I mean, he scored 37 points, Fred, and didn't shoot a three in, in today's game. I mean, it was it was he was able to get to his spots and shoot and and to score that like that without shooting three pointers was uh, was a, just a, a throwback to the old ways of doing it. And you can you can still be very effective without shooting eighteen million threes. Hey, a little mid range game. Yeah, just knock them down, shoot a good percentage. They count. Yeah, they every do. every time they count. A little mid range game is good. Yeah, always right side near the elbow. And you yep. know where he's going. You know where he's going. Every time. You know exactly where he's going. Got a quick trigger, can pull it. Yeah. He's had a nice series. And if he were to win it, you know, somehow it would be poetic for a guy that has made a difference on every team he's ever played in, but never been surrounded with guys that could also yeah. help him make the difference. With the Clippers, they imploded. Yeah. Bottom line, they just blew up. You know, DeAndre. And but Blake even if, even you think about those Clippers and everybody looks back, oh, they had a super team. At, did they really? No disrespect, but did they really? Did they really have, uh, uh, you know, Steph, Clay, and Durant? Did they really have, you know, uh, Dwayne Wade, Chris Bosh, and LeBron? I mean, did they really have three on that kind of level? Well, they, Like I said, no disrespect to DeAndre and Blake, but did they really? Well, and, Did he really have that extra, that really bat or Robin to his Batman? Well, add J.J. Redick as the shooter. Yeah. Yeah. That was that team. Yeah. But what I'm saying is, you know, did he have his, you know, A.D. to LeBron? Did he have his Pippen to Jordan? Did no. he have his, you know, as, as people make it out to be like they were, okay, they they were Steph, Clay, and Durant. Those big three were that. Well, not, not really. Well, Blake Griffin was good, but he wasn't spectacular. Right. You know, he was more, yeah. uh, he was good, but he was more yeah. name. He was more fun to watch. He was more. He was a highlight reel. Absolutely. Right. He was great. Yeah. Right. Yeah. But he wasn't the offensive assassin like, you know, Kevin Durant or, or um, you know, LeBron or AD or guys that we're talking about, Kawhi, when they want to be, you know, he didn't have that second super, superstar. I mean, those guys were good. Don't get me wrong. Those guys were, in that day, were fun to watch. They were highlight reel after highlight reel. And they were a good team. Like you mentioned, J.J. Redick was there. I mean, they had supporting cast. Um, Jamal Crawford was on that team. I mean, they, they, they had a chance, and they did underachieve. Let's make no mistake about it. They did underachieve by not at least getting to the Western Conference Finals. Um, but let's just remember, when he did have that, second superstar James Harden they got to the Western Conference Finals and he got hurt you know unfortunately but he when he did have that extra guy they did get there and so you know this is interesting because he's got one in the making and Devin Booker obviously oh yeah uh, that can score at with anybody with anybody so it's a, it's a great story for him and uh talking about you mentioned KD and the war of attrition in the NBA, look, the smart money was on the Lakers and Nets to meet in the finals, and the money went to the Nets to win the whole thing once they got James Harden. But it's the doomsday scenario. It happened to the Lakers, and now it's happened to the Nets. They had three guys, three superstars. Then they had two superstars. 
Now they have Kevin Durant standing by himself with both Kyrie and Harden out. And I heard, not sure, they might not play in the next game. Right. So if that's the case, now it's Kevin Durant fighting the Bucks with the Jags. <laughs> with the Jags. Just with the Jags. I, yeah, oh, we'll call start, them Jaws. I'm start, just I'm going to start, start using that. Those Jaws are pretty good, though. Yeah, they're not bad. Uh, they, they're not bad. And, and, you know, Joe Harris has had, you know, a rough couple of games, but he is he's a guy that is certainly an impact. And Blake Griffin has resurrected his, his career. Here's the thing. I, my thought on this is that this might be, and I don't, you know, who knows how it's going to play out, but it might be the best case for Kevin Durant. Because what have, what have everyone said about Kevin Durant? Oh, he went to a super team. Oh, he went to the Golden State Warriors. You can't really put him ahead of LeBron or Kawhi because he, he you know, he, he kind of went to a ready-made team. And then he goes to Brooklyn with Kyrie and, and, and then James Harden. So really, when has Kevin Durant really put a team on his back? Well, here's his opportunity right now. Here's his opportunity. So this may be like Kevin Durant's personal blessing in disguise to see and show people that I can carry a team and put a team on my back and go win a title. Yeah, if he can. If he can. If he can, it's a nightmare for Kevin Durant. Yeah. Sure. I'd like to show everybody what I can do, and I can't do that. That's bad. That doesn't help his cause. The war of attrition in the NBA playoffs. If everybody's healthy... Might be a very different story. Because you know, is it? Well, you know, look at uh, LeBron got to the finals without a big time supporting cast. He got there several times. You know, Kevin Durant, you're supposed to be on that level. You can't get to the finals unless you have Kyrie or James Harden. Do you think he can? They're going to have a tough time getting there. The Bucks have kind of figured them out. The Bucks have figured them out a little <laughs> right? bit, right? That's without Kyrie, you know, who knows about Harden being back in a hamstring and that. First game, I mean, that's for for the way Harden plays, hamstring is vital. So I don't know if he's coming back. And then the way Kyrie rolled that ankle, man. And the fact that they, it's tied now and they're not going to play the next game, this is the must-win game for them, right? Because if, if the Bucks win game five and they go back to Milwaukee, they may not, they may not get back to Brooklyn. I'm telling you, it's going to be a lot tougher than people think for them now. Oh, yeah. And before it started, and, and again, the Suns will get to the Western Conference. They're there. The Suns are in the Western Conference Finals. Yeah. If the Lakers and Denver aren't banged up, might be a different story for Phoenix. But you play who's in front of you. Congratulations to the Suns. Milwaukee could beat the Nets. Milwaukee could get to the Eastern Conference Finals. Right. Could be a very different Milwaukee story. Milwaukee was left for dead, Frank. Right, I know. They were left for dead. It Giannis, could- they were talking about Giannis's overrated and he can't do this he's one-dimensional and you know and and Middleton what happened to those you know it's just they're they're a team they're gonna fire the coach and left for dead now they got life they gave them life they gave Milwaukee life by like you said it's it's health and health gave them life and sometimes that's all you need for confidence now the the most confident team in that series is Milwaukee and that's why and I maintain this. When it comes to the NBA, there should be no regular season. Just start with the playoffs. <laughs> <laughs> just just get started with the playoffs. Because then you won't have to deal with this stuff. So you know what we'll do? Before the season begins, we'll look at all the teams. 
We'll just eliminate some immediately. You're out this year. I'm sorry, you're not in the playoffs. You don't get to play. Uh, you're bad. Go you're... get go play in the G League. Get some practice. Right. And then we'll put you in next year. You just have a playoff lottery, like you have a draft lottery. Just a playoff lottery. That's right. You know, you Whoever gets get the first pick is the first seed in the playoffs. There you go. But what what does it matter now? The regular season. Here we are in the playoffs. Teams that are getting hurt have no shot. And those are the teams that had the shot. I'm telling you, there's something to my idea, Rodney. What? No no regular season? That's right. We'll just start with the playoffs. How do you eliminate somebody? We know you're going to be garbage. You're out. You play in the G League. <laughs> you're in the G League this year. Sorry, we'll have to look at your body of work, and then we'll make a determination. If you're good, you can come back and play next year. So Atlanta wouldn't have been in these playoffs, according to you. Well, that's the way it goes. So they've surprised some people. <laughs> that's great. Because they were terrible early, and then Nate right. McMillan took over. Right. You think Nate McMillan will hold on to that job? Every time he takes over a team. <laughs> they come Nate, and get rid of him, right? right. Nate no matter how good he does. <laughs> right. Nate is the cleanup man every time. Every time there's a The team sucks, he gets the job, he makes them good, then they fire him because they, they don't win a championship. Would somebody it. give Nate McMillan a job for I God's see, sake? Yeah, I want Nate to get a job with a team that has a legit chance to win because that's never happened. Yeah. That's what I want. Oh, by the way, if the Clippers do not reach the Western Conference Finals, I'm going to tell you right now what they should do. This is it. I've thought about it all weekend long. They have to do something. It didn't work. You know what the answer is? You think maybe move around the front office? You think, I don't know, move some guys on the roster? Mm -mm. Change their name. Rebrand the team. If they don't get to the Western Conference Finals, they need to change their name and rebrand the team. Because that's the only thing it can be. Donald Sterling. I think he should be ashamed of himself. Yes. <laughs> we all do. We all do. Change your name. If they don't if they don't beat Utah in this series, change their name, Rodney. And get ready for the new building. That's right. Yeah. I agree with that. I'm okay with that. They should change their name. Moving into a new building, moving out of Lakers Shadow. They're certainly not going to move leave town, right? Everybody goes, oh, move to Seattle. They got to go. No, they're not leaving town. They're just building a new arena so they have their own home. Make it start fresh. Cut the cord from the Clippers and that bad energy. Just go, go. Change the name. We said that about the L.A. Chargers. They didn't listen to us. They didn't listen to us. No. And look what happened to them. What happened to them? Nothing. <laughs> <laughs> We're giving away Dodger tickets this hour. So, don't go anywhere. Also, do you feel cheated? Baseball fans, you know what's going on now. You know they're applying sticky stuff to the ball, and you know Trevor Bauer's been struggling. I'm sure a lot of guys are going to be as they stop using the sticky stuff. You feel cheated as a fan? David Vassay joins us next. Yeah, let's go. I like it, Ronnie. On a Monday, kicking it in. Let's go, Roddy Pete, Fred Rogan. Hope you had a great, great weekend. About to get hotter, though, Fred. 102 tomorrow. Yeah, yeah, heat it up. Dry heat. That's what they say. <laughs> That's what they say. Try opening up an oven after you've been let it on for 350 to preheat and then put your head in there. That's what Arizona summers are like. But they're dry. Yeah, it's dry, though. <laughs> With an inside look at the Dodgers, this is the Vassay Report with David Vassay. Brought to you by Navian Tankless Water Heaters. Oh, God. 
Oh, here's Dave S.A. Hey, Dave. What, what was that old god for? What, you can't yeah, have Fred. a little... You yeah, can have a little with that. But, you know, I, I like it better when we bring you on and say hello. Well, Petros and Money usually uh, say David Vasse brought to you by Navian verbally on their own. They don't need Bob Schmidt to do their work for them. Well, if somebody told me you were brought to us by Navian, we would have mentioned it, Dave. Not my department, Fred. All right. Well, nobody told us. Now, here, mm. here's my question. So, since we found out about the sticky stuff. Hold on, on the Fred. Board, Hold on. Well, what? Hello. Hey, Rodney. Rodney how yeah, you doing? All right. That Good, wasn't, David right. Vasse. See how he just glossed over that? I don't know how what How was that your is weekend, Rodney? I hope I, you and Holly had a great weekend. I saw we RJ yesterday for the first time this season. I said, hey, I see your dad more than I see you, RJ Pete. <laughs> how about this? I got to send you that because, you know, RJ is obsessed with the, uh, with the umpires. Uh, he just loves the, the different and colorful ones and the ones that are controversial and all that stuff. Um, so he sends – Holly and I, when he gets the umpires, who's umpiring the game and who's behind the plate, he always sends us the update. This guy's behind the plate today. This guy's behind the plate. <laughs> That's great. And then yesterday, he sends a picture of him and Cowboy Joe West. Let's go, Joe. <laughs> yeah. Hey, Joe West was on the pregame show yesterday. Was he really? Yes, yes he yes, was. Yes, he was. Oh, yeah. what'd he say? <laughs> oh, well, a lot. You could download it on the iHeartRadio app, Fred. The Cowboy's a good guy, isn't he? He is a great guy, and he actually yeah. had his wife and some friends with him. And I did see RJ on the field along yep. with the other clubbies taking pictures with Joe West. So yeah. it was great to see him celebrated, and rightfully so. Is this Absolutely. it for him, Dave? Yeah, I believe this is it. And the reason why they wanted to take a picture with him, guys, is there's no guarantees that he comes back to Dodger Stadium because – he is the senior member of all umpires, all 70 of them, as you know, umpiring now more games than any other umpire in baseball history. So he makes his own schedule, and he lives in the Midwest area. So there's no guarantees that he wants to come all the way back out to Los Angeles. So that's why everybody was soaking it in. Oh, that's great. I'm going to listen to the podcast. That's so cool. You got the Cowboy yesterday. <laughs> he actually addressed instant replay and how it's affected umpiring and the way he looks at it, and also the K-zone that you see on TV broadcasts. Yeah. He talked about all of that, so it's not just about celebrating uh, the victory lap, but he also, I will give you one more nugget, guys. Uh, when he did break the record in Chicago two weeks ago for umpiring the most games of any other umpire in history, he got a phone call from Vin Scully after that, so that oh, was wow. pretty cool to hear. Oh, that's great. And it's really cool that they're letting him talk. Normally, they don't let the umpires talk. No, no. Joe West uh, speaks for himself. Uh, he doesn't. He's not letting any umpire rules br hold him back. Oh, good. I wonder if he'll work the playoffs this year. That'd be cool if he did. That would be. And, Fred, to your point about umpires not talking a lot, there's only been two umpires I've ever spoken to for a pregame guest. Joe West was the second. The other, Jim Wolf out of West Hills, California, the brother of Randy Wolf. Those are the nice. only two umpires I have ever interviewed for the pregame show. That's cool, Dave. That was a great get. I love that. All right, I love that. Let me ask you this. Since we found out about the sticky stuff, Trevor Bauer has not been the same guy. Now, maybe it's just coincidence. Maybe it's not. My point is this, Dave. Do you think fans, since they've learned this, everybody does it, okay? So now we know everybody's basically doing it, and it's got to change. You think fans feel as if somebody do, – do fans feel cheated knowing this? Fred, I feel like the topic of the sticky and the spin rate has always been over the heads of a lot of fans. They're not really trying to get muddied into those waters. 
Um, so I don't know. You know, honestly, I don't feel like they're cheated. But if he doesn't pitch well, they certainly will feel like he's cheated no matter what he's doing. And, and they will feel cheated that way. And let's face it. Uh, whatever has gone on, whatever people suspect Trevor Bauer of doing or not doing, the bottom line is Dodger fans have a standard now. They have been spoiled for the last eight years, and they have been spoiled in the respect of watching Clayton Kershaw uh, pitch a Hall of Fame career. They have been spoiled by Walker Bueller emerging as a big-game pitcher since 2018. They have been spoiled by what Julio Urias did last year. So if Trevor Bauer is not on point or not on that level, then they will feel cheated. And they don't want to hear any excuses about anything else. Bottom line is perform. And he did not perform for the first time in his last start. So let's see how he bounces back because his spin rate was down two starts ago in Pittsburgh, and he still was effective. He wasn't striking out as many guys, but he still was effective. So bottom line, Fred, uh, he is paid $40 million this year, and the Dodger fans expect him to pitch like a $40 million pitcher. Yeah, I, I don't think the fans really, like you said, Dave, uh, they want results at the end of the day. And if it's uh, spin rates and, you know, ticky tacks, dicky stack, whatever you call it, is is something that everybody using, it is a kind of fans don't want to get in those muddy waters and, and, and really dive deep into that. They just want results. But on the flip side of that, uh, because there is such a crackdown, do you think it's going? It's getting into, and I don't know his routine. I don't know if it, you know how much or what he does, but do you think it's going to? It, it affects some of the pitchers out there thinking, okay, I can't do what I've normally done because they're cracking down. Well, look in the New York Times, there was a story not on the front page of the sports section, but on the front page of the New York Times on all of this, and they did write in that story that over the course of the last two weeks since Major League Baseball made it publicly known through different media outlets that they were going to start cracking down on this sticky substance, which has, uh, in their opinion, made it almost unhittable, um, batting averages have gone up and strikeouts have gone down. Now, is that a coincidence? I don't know, but uh, it's uh, it seems very suspicious that all of a sudden the pitchers have been put on notice, and all of a sudden, after uh, two and a half months of hitters striking out and having a batting average collectively around 237, that all of a sudden it's going up. So take that for what it's worth. That's what Major League Baseball wants is more offense, and by and they don't want they don't want to have an umpire check a superstar pitcher out there and and uncover that they are actually using something. That's the last thing Major League Baseball wants, and that's why they have been so um, passive-aggressive about letting pitchers know that they are going to start cracking down on it, and that's why it hasn't been rolled out already. They want pitchers to stop using it before they uh, put every single measure in place that they plan on rolling out here in the next couple of weeks. Yeah, I was reading Ken Rosenthal reported that uh, they're talking about some sort of like TSA thing in the tunnel, away from everybody, huh. checking guys before they go out there. I, what are we talking about here? You check them on the field. You don't yeah. check them before they go out there. Well, yeah, the reason why they want to do it away from the fans is they don't want to embarrass the game, and they don't want a, a black eye on the game or a scandal on their hands for uh, all of a sudden a pitcher that kids look up to 
now is uh, is uncovered for using some sort of foreign substance that gives them an extra edge. So that's why they're they're being very slow and deliberate about it. They're hoping that pitchers uh, get the message, get the memo, and stop doing it on their own. Dodgers and Phillies tonight at the stadium tomorrow. Full capacity. Dave, what do you think that'll be like? Yeah, I think it'll be great, Fred. I'm not sure if it'll be a sellout or not, but it will be at least 45,000-plus at Dodgers Stadium, and there is a bobblehead to be had if you come out to the game tomorrow night. Justin Turner bobblehead to the first Uh X number of fans. So uh, the bobbleheads that fans could not get last year, uh, they're being dusted off and given away at games this year. Justin Turner kicks it off tomorrow night. All right, and we are giving tickets away for Wednesday's game. And we'll do that next, so don't go anywhere. And Dave's appearance on the show is brought to you by Navian. Tankless oh, water Fred. heaters with proven performance for efficient and endless hot water. Visit tanklessmadesimple.com. How do you like them apples, Dave? Hey, you can't teach that, Fred. <laughs> oh, and today you're going to do IG Live at 2.30? Yeah, I'll be at Dodger Stadium at the Centerfield Plaza with Janet Marie Smith. And we're going to give all the fans that have not been out to Dodger Stadium a little tour and uh, just a guide to what to expect when they come to the stadium full capacity tomorrow. All right, cool. Dave, thanks for jumping on. Thanks, guys. Rodney, I love you. Love you. <laughs> okay, we're going to play a little Who Dis. Come on now. 866-987-2570. So whoever gets in here to play Who Dis, we're also going to give you the Dodger tickets for Wednesday's game out at the stadium. And now another Rogan and Rodney. Oh, yeah. Afternoon delight. I, I had a dream that I was sinking slow motion. Every superficial moment. I get overwhelmed in all the mess. Today's afternoon delight is every time I cry by Ava Max. The song is a 27-year-old's first release since dropping her debut album entitled Heaven and Hell last year. In a statement released with the song, she said, After every struggle you go through, you become a little bit stronger. And every tear you shed, or every tear you shed, is not wasted, but becomes your river of hope. Despite rumors of the song being precursor to an upcoming album release, Max tweeted that the full-length album is not on the horizon anytime soon. Any, again, today's Afternoon Delight is Every Time I Cry by Ava Max. What is wrong nice with vibe. people? What is wrong nice with vibe. people, Rodney? What is wrong with people? What do they do now? I, I do not understand it. I mean, aside from, uh, you know, Nature Boy saying, get rid of the Justin Turner bobblehead and give away a Fred Rogan goatee bobblehead. That's what the Dodgers should do. And then Marty Squires, who listens every day, yeah, she likes the idea of changing the Clippers' name if they come up short. It makes sense. Right? Yeah. Uh, Franco Altanko, who listens every day, mm-hmm. changed the name of the Clippers after the most successful 10-year run in franchise history. He thinks we're insane. Why would you do that? What, what is the success, Franco? What is the success? That they've won? That they're like a real team? Yeah, they won more than they've lost. Yeah, no. No? They're expected to win a title. They're in L.A. You know, you got to raise your expectations a little bit. Well, it's been really successful compared to what? 
when Donald Sterling owned the team? Yeah, I guess they have been successful. So was my uh so was my travel team when the kids were 12 years old. They were successful too. But Fred, some people feel like once the Clippers do win it, doing it under the Clipper name and the banner might make it all worthwhile. Yeah. Well, then when are they going to win it? <laughs> maybe this year. Maybe. Right. Again, maybe this year. That'd be great. Our suggestion was if they don't. We didn't say go down there right now and yank down all the Clipper <laughs> pictures on the wall. We didn't say that. We said if they don't, something has to change. Sometimes and a, lot, a lot of people rebrand, right? A lot of sport teams. Lakers rebranded. Everybody, you know, different teams rebranded. I don't know why Utah never rebranded. That's the... Dumbest thing in the world that they went from New Orleans Jazz to Utah Jazz and didn't rebrand when they went there. You know, we saw, you know, Cleveland. They moved to Baltimore, rebranded. Right. You know. It makes sense to rebrand. You're in a yeah. new market. New market. Chargers should have did that. Yeah, they absolutely should have. Had and, a golden opportunity. And now the Clippers going into a new building yeah. have a great opportunity to rebrand. And Steve Ballmer did say, back when they announced they were going to build the building, that they would look at that. You know, they would look at every possibility. Well, if, in fact, they come up short this year, then they should seriously consider that. Yeah. Because something's got to change. And it could be, and it's, that's a reason Balmer said, yeah, we'll look into it because it's a real business decision. Think about the branding and what that will bring to them. No different than LeBron going to wear number six next year. Right. Should he always wear the same number and never change it? <laughs> right. They, they've been successful. He's been successful. Yeah, he can change his number. Yeah, Kobe, 8-24. Yeah, and the Clippers can change their name. Rogan and Rodney Roulette. Who is this guy? This is who I am. Who is this guy? Who this? Adam and Oxnard, you ready to go? I'm ready, Fred. Okay, uh, here's the deal. It's who this. So you can yell them out anytime you want. You don't have to wait, okay? Okay. Cool. Ronnie, you ready? Happy Monday, Rogan and Rodney, and congratulations, Adam. Thank you, thank you. Yeah, just for jumping on and playing. You know, you're yes. going to see the Dodgers on Wednesday right on. night. Right on. Yes, sir. Thank you, guys. Appreciate it. Cool. Here we go. Your first question. I made eight all-star teams in my Hall of Fame baseball career. Mike, uh, yes. Who well, is thanks. this guy? Chase Utley. And it is no good. I led the NL in ERA twice and led the majors in strikeouts 11 times. Andy Pettit. No good! What? I led the NL in ERA Stop. twice and led the majors in strikeouts Oral 11 Hershey. times. Oral Hershey. No, no! Clayton Kershaw. How about new? I hold the MLB record with seven career no-hitters. Nolan, Nolan Ryan. Ryan. Ronnie. Oh! Yep. Oh, wow. Daddy, we're sorry, but it was Ronnie. <laughs> I know if it sounds like a tie on my end, then Ronnie got it. Well, what is that supposed to mean? Well, because it sounds like I, I I beat him, or it's a close tie, but every time I think that I won, you guys give it to Ronnie. That's and Ronnie not, went it. That's not true. And, you and know it, it may be something no, we don't need to, go to, to the, the connection. No, it's not. You know that's not true. I'm hearing, I'm hearing me over Ronnie. And you're hearing opposite. You were very emphatic about Ronnie got that one. Because he I thought I got that one. Uh, I legitimately thought I got that one. 
Rod, I'm usually pretty up forward one. with you, and I do believe no. that I, I was ahead of you. Slightly. No, I, I, I get that. Slightly. What I'm saying is, I'm not saying that it's it's wrong. I'm saying that when I hear that we have, we're close, or I, I think I've won, or it's very close, or a tie, it's usually, and, and it is confirmed by the playback that Ronnie has won it, what I'm saying. Don't be upset, Daddy. <laughs> you gotta call him daddy, please. <laughs> please like not like that. No, it's that goatee. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> All right. I won the first overall pick in the nineteen ninety nine MLB draft by the Rays. David Price. And it is no good. Evan Longoria. How about new? Oh uh Who is this? Oh yes. I was a five-time All-Star and the AL MVP in 2010. Yes. Uh, the cat from Detroit. How about new? After dealing, after dealing yes. with substance abuse early in my career, yeah. I had a resurgence with the Texas Rangers. Josh Hamilton. Boom. Yes. Oh. Adam, what's going on, man? Two tough ones there. All right. This one, oh. this one may be easier. Oh, no. Then again, it may not be. Let's find out. I made eight all-star teams and won 18 gold gloves in my Hall of Fame career. Derek Jeter. And it is no good. Alex Rodriguez. How about you? Ozzie Smith. Robin Yount. Wizard of Oz. No good. Robin Yount. All right, stop. <laughs> Paul Molitor. Stop. Everybody stop. I don't want to have to... Lock you out. But when you come up with the answer, the Wizard of Oz. No. No. We've never locked anybody out of who this. Why? You're Why are you going to lock me out of that? For Wizard of Oz? You cannot go Wizard of Oz. I'm sorry. Of course, you met Ozzy Smith. Yes. But you, no. Okay. You cannot do that. Here comes your next one. I led the MLB in wins three times and an ERA four times. Randy Johnson. No good. Roger Clemens. No, senor. Uh, Greg Maddox. Boom. Roger. Yes. Hey, Maddox. On the board. Got a game now. Never lost. I was the third overall pick in the 2001 NBA draft. Third pick. Number three. 2001. That's the year. Who is this guy? I made Bobby six. Brown. Ooh. And it is no good. All right. Adam jumped in. I made six all-star teams and was the rookie of the year in 2002. Ooh. Ooh, yeah. Who is this guy? I won. Yes. Two NBA titles in my career. Yes. Durant. No good. Tim Duncan. No, senor. Clay Thompson. Paul Gasol. Paul Gasol. Adams on the board. Oh, he was rookie of the year. With the Grizzlies, he was. Wow. So here's. Oh no, we got two more to go. Okay, Adam, you're on the board now. You got a shot. You got a shot to win this thing. Oh, let's go. I made 14 All-Star teams in my Hall of Fame baseball career. Derek Jeter. Ronnie. You keep saying Jeter enough, it's going to come up. Ain't that right? So that's it. Ronnie, you've won today. Sorry, Rod. 
Rodney and I'm Adam. Sorry. Don't wow. ever, don't ever apologize for winning, Ronnie. Ever in life. Okay, I take it back. There All you right. go. I'm not sorry. Boy, that was a little harsh, wasn't it, Ronnie? <laughs> Maybe a little bit. All right. So anyway, now Adam and Ronnie will play for, or Rodney will play for second place. I was the fourth overall pick in the 1983 NBA draft. Fourth pick? Yeah. 83. In 83. Friend of ours. Yeah, 83. Michael Jordan. No good! Brad Doherty. No, Clyde Drexler. No. How about you? Keem Olajuwon. And it is no good. Somebody was in there. 83 draft? 83. Isaiah Thomas. No, I James won. Worthy. How about new? I won. Three. Sleepy Floyd. And it is no good. I won three NBA titles as a player. Sam Perkins. No good! I was the NBA coach of the year in 2008. Mark Jackson. No, senor! Steve Nash. How about new? He was not the coach of the year in 2008. Kevin McHale. And it is no good. I was. Rudy Tomjanovich. No good! The last head coach that Kobe Bryant ever had. Brian Scott. Brian Scott. Yeah. All right. So, Rodney, you got in ahead of Adam. You finished second. Yes. But, Adam, perhaps you're the biggest winner of all because you've got those tickets to see the Dodgers on Wednesday night. How about that? Sounds great, guys. Appreciate it. First time this year, so it'll be great. All right, cool. Hang on. Kevin will get your info, and thanks for listening to the show. Thank you. Thank you.